Welcome to the Infinite Velocity and Business Growth Show by Scaling with Media, where we're going to show you how to create what we call the Affinity Channel, where you can take a lead and turn that lead into a raving fan, turn that raving fan into a buyer, turn that buyer into a referral, turn that referral into a prospect, turn that prospect into a raving fan, and so on and so forth. The circle just keeps going and your business achieves what we call infinite velocity to where it goes to the moon. Welcome to the Scaling with Media podcast. This is your host, Chandler, on with a pretty interesting business owner with a really neat concept. His name's Josh. His business is actually named Red Brick Rambler, and and his product is called Numeric. I think it's a really neat payment technology that almost every, actually, I think everybody could benefit from because it saves you money, which is ultimately what we want in business. So introduce yourself, Josh, and tell us a little bit about what you're doing. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Chandler. So Basically, yeah, I built a payment technology that allows the business owner who's taking payments, right, credit cards or checks or what have you online, I built a technology that allows that business owner to almost completely eliminate their payment costs, their payment fees, right? So if you're familiar with payments, basically, you pay a percentage of your profits every time you accept a credit card for payment. And my payment technology has removed that fee for you as a business owner and built it into a custom CRM out there that we're pretty excited about. Yeah, that's really neat. And so how do you do that? How do you remove the fee? Because it seems like when you look at it, it seems like credit card companies control the world and you literally can't do business without them giving you their blessing. <laughs> right, right. So that's that's an excellent point. You're right. So Visa, MasterCard, Amex, Discover, right? They, It's their game and we learn the rules of their game, right? And they're the ultimate masters of the payment universe. So what we do is, Maybe I should back up and say this. Oftentimes when people think about payments, they think about it just in terms of turning a tool on or I got to get this tool because now I have a product and people want to buy it and how do I take payments for it, right? They don't think of it as strategically as they should like they do where their location might be in a brick and mortar spot or what their marketing message might be in an email message or you know if they're running a banner ad or a YouTube ad or a Facebook ad, right? It, payments almost kind of take a back seat in terms of a tool for a business. And because of that, you as a business owner sort of get pinched, if you will, when it comes to how you take payments. And, and to be fair, Visa, MasterCard, Amex, Discover, have, they've funneled that traffic, that psyche for the business owner for four decades, right? They've funneled you in one direction. It used to be a convenience for you as a business owner to be able to take credit card because it just wasn't a significant portion of your sales. Over time, it's now grown to more than 90% of most business owners' sales. And so in that same amount of time, the card brands did a very good job of funneling all that traffic towards them. And then they start adding all these bonuses and things, airline miles, right? Points, cash back. And so us as a consumer of the card brand, we, we want those points. We want the airline miles. So we're incentivized to use our card now, right? And the merchants always had to pay for it. But a funny thing happened several years ago. Buyer behavior started changing when the law changed. And that law now allows a merchant or a business owner to pass the fee on to the consumer. Now, usually when I say that, business owners get a little bit of heartburn. Oh, I don't know about that. My customers might yell and scream at me. But the reality is, is because the consumer is incentivized, like I was just saying, there's been a number of studies done, the most recent one done in 2017 by the Federal Reserve Bank of Boston. 
And they found out that consumers don't care about the fee. They like the convenience of the card. They like the security of the card. And most importantly, they like their airline miles and rewards points. So what my technology does is simply pass the fee on, but I give the customer, your customer as the business owner, I give them a choice. I say, do you want to pay with a check, right? Through your bank account, put in your routing number and your account number, and I can debit your bank account, or would you like to pay with a credit card? If you pay with the check, there's no fee. If you pay with the credit card, I'm going to pass a small fee on to you. And what we find is consumer behavior 99% of the time plus is they're still going to pay with a card. And then they're going to pay the fee that you normally would have as a business owner. So it's the technology is such that it, everything works dynamically, right? You, you have a product price and so forth. But ultimately, the strategy not thought about before is to just pass on that small fee. Yeah, and that makes total sense. It's like when you try to buy a movie ticket on like Fandango, you pay a convenience fee. You buy exactly. concert tickets on, like if I buy Super Bowl tickets, I think my convenience fee is like two or $3,000 and yeah. we, people still pay it. And so it's like, I think as business owners, we often think with our own wallet. We forget that consumers are willing to do anything that saves them time. And that's ultimately what they care about. Totally true. And the data proves it. Like I said, for a business owner, it gives them a little bit of heartburn. They're like, oh, I don't, I don't know that I can do it. And it's really a fascinating phenomenon for me to watch because there's that group that says, oh, I don't know if I could do it. And they might advocate that I'd never do it. And then they start getting into all those arguments that the payment brands, the card brands, sort of forced on your psyche, right? Conditioned you to think, oh, I'm nickel and diamond people or, or my competition will use it against me, blah, blah, blah. And they come up with all these excuses on why they don't think it would work for them. And then they do it and can't believe they never thought of it before because the difference is staggering. I've seen merchants save 14,000 plus dollars a month in fees because they made that one simple strategy shift. And so... It's a really powerful thing for merchants to understand and see that extra money go into their bank account from the same sales they're already making. That's yeah, key, right? And I think that's a good point. It's like, you don't have to go out there and market and make more sales. You just make more money by reducing costs. And ultimately that's increasing your, your efficiency and your every dollar you're bringing in, you're, it's actually worth more. It's not worth three cents. Now it's worth 20 cents or whatever it is that your margins are. They, they go up, so you win. Right, absolutely. And so tell me a little bit about for your business, like right now, a lot of people listening to this like to learn about your growth and where you're headed and, and how things have been. So what do you think your number one driver of revenue and business is right now? It's going to be filling the need in the marketplace that we're in. So we built this product specifically for a CRM company out there. And, and by calling it a CRM, I'm really underselling it. It's, it's, a, it's a multifaceted marketing agency tool. And it does a lot of amazing things. But in that community, there's only one payment provider right now. And for the last 18 months, I've been listening to that community talk about the frustration they have with that one provider. And so I went out and built a tool to fit that need. And so the number one driver, you know, is I'm the next provider and I've given them a separate option. So in that case, literally just being another option is going to drive a tremendous amount of traffic and business to me. And in fact, what happened the other day, actually about two weeks ago, somebody posted in, in that Facebook community a frustration about the, the one and only provider right now. And all I did was leave a comment. Hey, I built something different. This is what it will do for you. And within 24 hours, I had 100 people that want, that had messaged me through Facebook Messenger wanting to talk about how they could get their hands on my technology and, 
And what was the next part of the process to get their hands on my technology? And it just sort of exploded from there. So right now it's that the number one driver is, is being the second option in that community. And the number two is the fact that I can cut their payment costs by 50% or more, typically 80 to 90%. And so yeah. it's a massive cost savings for them in the end. Yeah, for sure. And it gets a lot of people interested right off the bat, it sounds like, especially in like Facebook groups and, and the whole social media domain. And so as you grow, what do you think your platform or your scale looks like? Like, how do you scale? How do you grow? How do you generate predictable leads and business for your, your processing solution? Yeah, so that that's one of the bigger challenges that we're actually going to be faced with, right? It's a good problem to have because I got a lot of people that have already expressed initial interest in it. And I, and I have a handful of people that are already using the product. But to scale, it's going to be interesting because... Uh, really for two reasons. One, I've got two user bases. I've got a what I call my front-end user base, the folks that are bought into the front-end of the CRM system, and then the folks that have bought into the back-end. So front-end we'll call group A, back-end we'll call group B. Group A has got about 15,000 users, and I think we can peel off easily 15 or 10% of that group. Group B, though, has about a half a million users. And though, and group A and group B both need payment processing and everybody loves to save money and it's a significant amount. So the biggest challenge that we're going to face with that scaling is literally how do we onboard and install the technology as quick as the competitor, right? So the competitor in that space is Stripe. They process $350 billion a year and it takes about five minutes to set up an account. Whereas for me, it, it takes longer. I've got actual paperwork. I do my business differently, but there's upsides for me and downsides in terms of Stripe, not just the cost, but Stripe. I don't want to say Stripe's not a bad business because they're a great business, but at any given time, Stripe's frozen 20 to 30% of their portfolio's funds. So you have the upside of it's easy for them to scale. They can onboard anybody in 10 or 15 minutes. And then you have the downside of once they do that, everybody gets lumped into the same bucket and treated the same way. For me, I treat everybody individually, right? I look at the business need for the individual, but scaling that becomes a little bit more difficult. So we're going to be looking at some automation and how we onboard and how we underwrite accounts and so forth. So there's a lot of unknowns in the future for us right now, but it looks really promising on what we'll be able to do when we get to scale. Yeah, it makes sense. It's a paradox of business. How do you continuously, continuously not only generate new business, but how do you handle that new business as it comes in without sort of falling apart? Yeah. Now, once we onboard somebody, the technology is the technology, right? And we just have to maintain it like you would any sort of server or, or cloud-based system. So that piece at scale becomes easier. You know, you can work with AWS or you can work with Google Cloud or what have you. It's that initial phase of, right, generating the lead, paying attention to the exact customer need and their exact business, which is what we pride ourselves on, really understanding where they're coming from, their use case, so we can get them through that process and set them up for success from day one versus everybody come on board. We don't care what you're doing. And if we run into trouble, we'll just shut you down without saying anything. We'd rather do it a different way. And so you run into a scale problem on the front of it. It's just a big bottleneck at the moment. Yeah, that makes sense. It's like reactive, which is Stripe. We'll just shut you down and freeze your funds. Or proactive versus you guys. Like, hey, do we actually make sense? Correct. I think ultimately gets people happier. It's just like you're saying, it's harder to scale on the front end because there's, there's more work. You have to actually look at the humans and not just have a machine do it all. 
Yeah, and I think really the best way we're going to be able to handle that is just having, you know, customer relationship managers, and I hate to say it that way, I mean, that's the easiest term that somebody can understand, but really having, you know, an account manager for you, somebody that you have personal contact with that will help you do it, and then, you know, they're in charge of X number of, you know, clients that we bring on, and in my mind, that's probably going to be the best way to do it, because they get that one-on-one -on -one connection. And then I can just push out the procedure from there, right? And make sure that everybody's taken care of under that umbrella. Yeah, for sure. And then in terms of sort of your marketing channels, are you looking at, what are you looking at for sort of growth once you get beyond the sort of everybody wants to be part of this? And like, I guess what we can, for lack of a better term, the honeymoon phase, yep. what happens when you move into the next phase and, and how do you market? How do you keep people interested and engaged? Yeah, so good question. Right now, everything's organic, right? Through this one particular Facebook group, which is kind of nice, right? There's not a tremendous amount of cost to that. But I think the way that I'm going to approach it, at least right now, is because the technology, right, built initially for this one platform is applicable on any CRM platform, like Salesforce, as an example. It would be applicable on that platform as well, or, or Kajabi, or right, funnel pages, or whatever. So my initial plan is organic, grow to a point, and then start looking at, you know, paid media and, and the best ways to, you know, get in front of the right people. Because what I'm finding is in the payments industry, typically what happens is people just think there's only one way to do something. Because again, going back to that example I was giving before, the payments industry did such a good job of funneling everybody in one direction. This is exactly how we want you to operate. Most people just don't know there's another option. So there's going to be a little bit of education that has to happen in some of our marketing messages in that, hey, there really is a different option for you. And it really does work, right? Which is a difficult task because if you start looking at marketing, you don't really want to spend your dollars educating the population. You really want to give them a solution that they might be already aware of because you'll spend a tremendous amount of money educating somebody and never convert them to anything, right? So Initially organic and then long-term growth, we'll have to look at how paid media will work. I think because of the unique situation and the unique community we're part of, we'll be able to grow substantially in that simply because the community talks, right? Once you provide a really good product in a community, those people will talk and then social media can catch on like wildfire. So I, I think it might be a little while before we have to get into paid media. And then it, hopefully at that point, it won't be education. It really will just be, hey, here's how you get started. Here's what it can do for you type of a deal. Yeah, and that's always the challenge there is taking the problem aware people, but moving them to solution aware, because that's when you have to educate and reframe thoughts and beliefs and reshape the way they they sort of see the industry. And I think that's that's the challenge as you as you mature. But you're you're probably right right now as you grow organically and, and even your organic content output and information can sort of facilitate that change before you even move to paid media. So it can be like a three-step plan, organic in the group, and then move to your external outward media and then move to your paid ads to amplify what's already working. Right. Yeah, I totally agree. And that is the that is the thing that's interesting about the payment industry between problem aware and solution aware. Everybody knows they need to take payments. Everybody knows there's a cost to it. Most people have no idea what the cost is. I'll ask people all the time. I'm having, you know, three, four, five calls a day right now with people who want to get on board with me. And I'll say, how much are you spending right now with, with Stripe? I don't know. Because Stripe has done such a good job of just taking it out of each individual transaction. And they don't ever really just send you a bill. Now you can go look for what your bill is, 
But even if you're in a brick and mortar space and you have a traditional point of sale system where you know somebody swipes a card or whatever, even those bills often get tossed aside because they know it's just part of what's going on. And it's not until they actually open it up or turn it over to their account that they're like, holy cow, I'm paying a lot of money here. And so that part of the solution versus problem aware is an interesting one to try and cross the bridge on. People just don't know. Yeah, exactly. And they want to listen to humans because they connect with people. People connect with people. And so if you can create that humanistic bond, that's really what captivates them to listen and pay attention. Like, oh, it's not just Stripe, which nobody's ever seen a human come out of Stripe. But all of a sudden, if you have this thing and your brand comes out and it's like humanized and, and people can believe in it and stand by it and care about it and it stands against the giants, I think that's really how you create sort of a brand that's a movement that people can believe in. Yeah, and that's really what I'm after, right? I really think we'll be able to scale here. I, I really think we'll be able to get to thousands and thousands of merchants we get to serve. But for me, it's about, it's about making that connection with each individual merchant because everybody's right fighting their own battle. They've got this unique product. They know people want it. And then providing the tool for them to, to give it to the people, their people that want it, right? Their customers. So that really is sort of the passion side of me for this is, and what I've enjoyed most about getting this off the ground is being able to talk to merchants in their own environment. What are the challenges they're dealing with? And then how can I help them solve those? Yeah, exactly. I like it. This has been great. We've had a pretty good conversation. We've, we've dove deep. I think we've given some value and I think you have a really unique and neat product that can save money for a lot of business owners without even having to do any marketing. So if people want to learn more and get a hold of you, how can they do that? Yeah, thanks. I've enjoyed being on this Chandler. Um, so the way you can get a hold of me is you can go to my website. It's called numeric.com and you can go to N-O-O-M-E-R-I-K dot com or you can just email me josh at numeric.com super simple to get a hold of me i'm i always want to be that guy that's that accessible i mean i mean i got to manage my time right but i always want to be that accessible to people because i believe it's important so that's yeah exactly people connect with people that's the key so make sure you go visit numeric.com and email him josh at numeric.com if you have any questions he's obviously accessible and he's willing to talk and wants to change the industry so find him follow him and ask some questions and jump on board if you like it and speaking of likes make sure you like and subscribe to this podcast scaling with media podcast so we can keep doing this and sharing insights with business owners around the country and change the world so thanks josh awesome thanks chandler Hey, thanks for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed the show. If you did enjoy the show, don't forget to join our Facebook group. Just go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash best FB group. And you can join our Facebook group. If you're interested in learning how we can create infinite velocity in your business, just go to scale to the number two win.com. That's scale to win.com. 